This is Stephen Adams. And this is Kevin Dr- oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> You're Kevin Durant, mate. <laughs> good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go to you. So, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Anna's Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth. Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. Introduce <laughs> yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Anna's Cantor. And you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Down to Dunk podcast. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht, and with me, John Ham. John Ham, how are you? I am not traded yet. Get out your crystal hams, everybody. We're looking into the future today. Trade deadline week. <laughs> Man, it's, uh, it, it's a fun time of year, isn't it? It is. Uh, before we jump into the podcast, I want to remind people that we're doing a live podcast on Friday, which will be the day after the trade deadline. We're going to break down all the moves that were made from every team, including the Thunder. We're going to be at Elgin Park. The podcast will start at 6 o'clock, and then afterwards we're going to watch the Thunder and the Lakers play a basketball game. So come hang out with us. Uh, Coop will be there. They will have all kinds of special beers. With um, They're also going to do giveaways. So come out. It's in Tulsa, so if you live in the Tulsa area, come join us. It'll be a super fun time. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk trades. So if a lot of people have questions, um, I want to address what the Thunder have to trade. Let's just do that. Let's just like talk about the picks, because picks are yeah. what are moving things right now. I mean, Lou Williams got moved for a first-round pick, basically, uh, to Houston yesterday. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins got moved for Buddy Heald in a first-round pick, uh, which... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's... I still, it's, I still instinctively laugh out loud at that. It's such Go a ahead. bad trade. It's just such a bad trade. Um, and I hope that people don't think like, oh, well, Alex Sabrina's in a first-round pick should get us Paul George <laughs> now, right? I mean, and I don't think that people think like that. Uh, but if you do think that, everything that the Kings do is an NBA outlier. Everything. Yes. Everything that they do. Yes. So don't look at the Kings and think, well, other teams should be like that. I bet the Pacers will, will no, no, no. This is, no. this is Vlade. This is Vivek. Nobody is like them. They're, they're a very this special is, pairing. That's right. This is the Kings being the Kings and then the reality that Cousins, even though he was an all-star, a lot of teams across the league didn't want to touch him. Right. Exactly. Teams yep. would like to get their hands on Paul George or Jimmy Butler. All the teams. All the teams yes. want them. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Um, okay, so tell us what the how the Thunder could trade a first-round pick, which one is available, and maybe why they don't have one to trade right now um, so that mm-hmm. people can understand that. Okay. So um, you're right. 2017 first-round picks are – it seems like that's what teams are asking for, or, or first-round picks in general, maybe not just 2017. So the situation the Thunder is in – uh, they traded their 2018 first-round pick to Utah. It's protected, 1 through 14. If they're a lottery team, you know they'll get to keep it, and it'll push things down the line a little bit. Uh, but they traded that pick for Ennis Cantor. So because teams cannot go consecutive future drafts without a first-round pick, that means Oklahoma City can't trade their 2017 pick. They can't trade their 2019 pick. They can trade their 2020 pick. As a matter of fact, they've already done it. Mm-hmm. 
they included it for Jeremy Grant, but it only conveys if OKC is one of the 10 best teams in the league. Uh, if it doesn't, then it becomes a pair of second round picks, I think in 2022, 2023, something like that. Um, so the earliest pick as of right now that they could trade, they could, they could trade that 2020 pick again with different protections like it's only top 10 protected or it's only, it only conveys as it's if it's pick 11 through 19, mm-hmm. for example, uh, they could include that pick. How much value does that have right now? I, I don't know. That's, that's a few years out there. Um, and then of course, if Oklahoma city were to acquire another 2017 first rounder, then that would open things up. Or if they acquired another 2018 pick that would open things up. Um, but as it stands right now, the earliest they could send is a conditional 2020 pick or 2022. 20, is that right? 2022. Yes. yes. Um, so those are, in terms of draft picks, what they can convey. And so why are they in this situation right now? Because rewind, this team was buyers in the past. They traded a future first-round pick for Dion Waiters. They traded a future first-round pick for Ennis Cantor. Those guys were quite helpful last year in making a run to the Western Conference Finals. And if a seven-footer would have stayed like everyone thought he was going to, those guys would would still be here. Um, but, you know, obviously things have changed. So the Thunder were buyers in the past, and now they're, they're – they're, you know, let's face it, they're, they're a rung or two below teams like Toronto and Houston mm-hmm. that are out there buying right now. Yeah, and – I mean, the Thunder were not planning for this to happen. They were planning to have several years, uh, several years run out of title where they would, you know, this year, the next year, the year after. And those teams just don't need first round picks. Look at Cleveland right now. Cleveland doesn't need their first round pick. Like they don't, they, they can't even play the young guys that they have because they really don't right. even have time to develop them. Uh, yeah, this is not this is not the plan. So people that are like giving Sam Presti a hard time right now, it's because and people would have given him a hard time. Like like say that the Thunder uh, did keep Kevin and going forward, and if they hadn't traded those first round picks and they you know pick guys and you know like twenty seven or whatever pick it is, uh, those guys typically aren't useful um, as useful as like a Cantor or a Waiters were to the Thunder. Um, and then he would have been killed for that, right? I mean, it's yeah. it it's just I don't know. It's it's hard to be an NBA GM, and almost every move you make can be criticized. Uh, yeah. So I I don't know. I think people need to like jump off like get off Sam Presti's back about stuff like this because I he he didn't have a lot of control over what Kevin did, um, and it made everything a lot more difficult for him this season. Uh, and I know that people just want the thunder to just be right back in it. Like we get a lot of questions like, how can the thunder be a contender right now? So, well, they can't like, that's the answer. Um, yeah, no, no, they absolutely can just Kyle Singler for Kevin Durant or (laughs) LeBron James. And they're right back in this thing. That's right. I mean, they, it's, they're they're in a they're in a weird spot because they don't have the assets. I mean, Denver's not asking a lot for their guys, uh, like Gallo and Chandler. Like they're not asking a ton for them. But the Thunder just don't ha- don't seem to have the right assets right now, or at least what that's what's being reported. Um, I, I do think that Robertson makes a ton of sense for them, and I've thought that for a long time, and I still mm-hmm. think it today. And I think that he is worth more than like 
just like an expiring contract because I think he can help him this year. I think he's a guy that makes sense to re-sign because they have so much shooting on their team uh, that they can afford to have him out there on the court playing the three or the four or mm-hmm. even the two. Uh, I think that makes a ton of sense, and I think if you know you trade a Chandler for Robertson and whatever, even Cameron Payne, I think that that makes sense for both sides. Uh, yeah, we'll see. and. Think about this. The the twenty six the twenty sixteen first round pick that was ultimately traded for Dion Waiters turned out to be the twenty sixth pick in the draft. And it turned out to be some guy named Furkan Korkmaz. Oh, Korkmaz. Yeah, the Korkmaz <laughs> guy. Um now right after him was Pascal Siakam, who started for Toronto for a while. Yeah. Uh DeJounte Murray, who's who has shown some promise with San Antonio. So um Anyway, like that's essentially what they gave up plus Lance Thomas for Dion Waiters, and that's the guy that was very helpful to them last season. So, right. uh, and, a guy they would, and a guy that they intended to keep had things yes. gone the way that they wanted to. Right. Right. Um, so, okay. <laughs> I know. I didn't make. I didn't mean for this to get so dark, John. Well, I mean, I've seen so many people that just, I mean, just got irate because Lou Williams got traded to somewhere other than Oklahoma City. Like people, you know, just (laughs) just because, you know, the biggest anti thunder guy on the planet suggested this in a tweet the other day doesn't mean it was actually a possibility. I mean, there are Lou Williams is one of 450 NBA players. There are others out there that probably make a heck of a lot more sense. So, you know, this team traditionally, what, you know, goes up to the wire on trade deadline day. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I, I remember Kendrick Perkins, that trade went down like, you know, I heard about it minutes before the trade deadline. And the same thing with the Ennis Cantor trade. Um, the Randy Foy trade was a little bit different because the team was getting ready to go to a memorial service on trade deadline day for, you know, Monty Williams' wife for crying out loud. So this team typically, you know, drives things up to the deadline. It's not like they're waiting around and just having to pick up scraps afterwards. It's the process of trying to drive deals. Yeah. And I mean, I like Lou Williams, but the Thunder need a wing. Lou, Lou Williams yes. is not a wing. The Thunder need a wing so bad. And yeah, I mean, Lou Bill helps Simmons out, would, but would, I don't know. Yeah, Bill would would have just the crappiest NBA teams. I mean, just the crappiest ones. <laughs> he really would. Uh, <laughs> so bad. Let's uh, let's answer some TQs. Uh, but first, we got to name we got to name our hot hand player of the week. We haven't had a lot of playing basketball this week, but I think we can give it to Russell Westbrook for his play in the All Star game. For some reason, he just catches fire from three in All Star games. It's, it's really <laughs> strange because the way that he just continually hits threes in all-star games but uh to russ he was he was one point away from beating the record that set by will chamberlain that anthony davis did beat that night uh he was incredible he was super fun uh in that game uh it seems like the game didn't even happen because of the demarcus cousins trade just kind of like erased all of that and like there's like no uh reaction from the all-star game just because of that but uh this uh, segment is brought to you by Anchor Down. So go to Anchor Down. They're in downtown Oklahoma City in Deep Deuce. Uh, it's a great corn dog restaurant. They make gourmet corn dogs. 
they also have chips that are homemade there that are just delicious. Uh, they, they have great cocktails. They have a really good beer selection. They've got a great patio. It's been so nice in OKC this week. Uh, if you love to get out on a patio and have dinner, this is a great place to go. Go check out Anchor Down. And as always, if you like salad, try their salad. It's delicious. They uh, do have salads. They do, <laughs> too. They're both good. Um, at, <laughs> from at Proud 76 since OKC has limited assets to trade, how will OKC get back into contention in the next one to two seasons? Um, I, I, I can't tell you exactly how other than other teams have done it in the past. Yeah. The Lakers after trading Shaq. I mean, you, I think you guys touched upon this on the last pod. Go check out what they had after that. And somehow that turned into Pau Gasol at some point. Right. Um, San Antonio, after they won the 07 title, they went down into a bit of a funk where people thought, well, it's time to time for everyone to retire. And good thing they didn't because they just kept at it, kept at it, um, and, and and got back into you know contention and back to the NBA Finals and won the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Cleveland is a bit of an outlier because obviously LeBron James came back and saved them. Yeah. But um, you know, it, it can happen. Look at Houston after the McGrady Yao Ming era. I think they might have fell into the lottery only once, right? And they just kept sort of, you know kept their heads afloat and just waited until the James Harden trade became a possibility for them. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can't tell you, you know, who they're going to go get in the future. I mean, who knows? But um, I just all along kind of the general idea is this team is going to stay competitive because as long as you stay competitive, um, you know, you're an appealing franchise. Yeah. Um, and then you've got if, if you're competitive, that means you've got good players and those are going to be guys that other teams want. And you just got to stay flexible and, and see if something opens up, um, you know, like that that all star player that falls out of favor with his team or, you know, something along those lines. And just, you know, focus on the draft, draft smartly, draft well, um, be opportunistic and, and be ready if that trade comes along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you already they've already got a leg up on a lot of franchises that they already have a superstar in Russell Westbrook. And you're right. I mean, a lot of people will sit back and if you listen to a lot of NBA podcasts or read a lot of stuff, all you're going to hear and see is the Thunder have no assets. Right. Um, but you could say the exact same thing about the Pelicans uh, before yep. they got DeMarcus. Um you just don't. And they still you just don't. don't. Know. Yeah, the Pelicans have now have three guys and twelve. I don't know, barely functional to bad NBA players. Right. But <laughs> you know, there they are. Um, no, you're you're exactly right. I mean, I, I keep hearing how, like you said, people just think, who would want what OKC has? I mean, mm-hmm. people don't under don't seem to understand the youth of this team. The, the amount of growth that is still capable on this team. Yes. I, I, I don't think a blockbuster trade is needed to make this team potentially really, you know, potentially a five or four seed this season. I honestly don't. I feel like an incremental move to add another competent score and someone to shore up the backup point guard position could be enough, mm-hmm. you know, to make this team even better this season. Yeah, just a competent wing that can shoot. I mean, honestly, shooting, if the Thunder can get a reliable shooter – that can defend a little bit and that can play the three. I mean, that opens up almost everything that they want to do. <laughs> and a backup point guard. 
And a backup point guard, whether that's a you know a guy who's bought out or a guy who's not playing right now. I think there's a lot of guys that could help the Thunder. Yeah, I, I think guys like Corey Joseph in Toronto. I think that's a guy that could help it. I, could, I think he could help this team. I think Darren yeah. Collison mm-hmm. could help this team. Um, Jameer Nelson is another guy that I think could come in and help this team in that, you know, 14 minutes behind Russell Westbrook plus a few minutes playing alongside him. So um, I think that could help matters a whole lot. Yeah. They need somebody that can carry the offense at least a little bit for like 10 minutes, like you said, while Russ is sitting. Um, and Ennis Cantor is going to help a ton with that whenever he comes back. Um, yeah. That's also kind of like a trade acquisition that's going to happen here in the next few weeks is that they're going to get a seven-footer that's one of the best offensive rebounders in the league, is a competent passer, and can score on anybody. Like, he's coming back, which will be very helpful. Right. Unless he's traded. Unless – what do you think the <laughs> – what do you think the chances of him being traded are? Like, if you were to put a percentage chance – I would I would put it pretty low yeah. at this point, and the reason for that is because I think he's the type of player that is part of a blockbuster trade, and I just don't see a blockbuster going down right. by the deadline. Right, unless Indiana really likes Victor Oladipo or right. they really yeah. like Sabonis or something like that. And yeah, but I don't I don't see any of those things like whoa. They're offering Sabonis? Well, we got to give him Paul George now. Like, that's not happening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> unless, yeah. unless Vlade is somehow hired to be the GM of the Indiana Pacers <laughs> and the Kings at the same time. I don't, yeah. I don't see it happening. Um, okay. Uh, this is from at Kyle Platt. After seeing the Boogie and the Williams trades, do you think OKC might just not have the assets to make a splash? Um, I mean, we've we've talked about this. I mean, to find splash. I don't think it's going to prevent them from making a trade. I'll say that. I think that Andre Robertson yeah. is is more valuable. I don't know if I've said this or if I've just thought this, but he's more valuable <laughs> than just like a salary dump, right? Like he's one yes. of the best defenders in the league. I think he's. I, I just think that he holds more value than what people are thinking. And whenever they say like, oh, they need specifically a expiring contract and specifically a first round pick. I think that's probably where it starts. But if the Thunder come forward and say, Hey, like Andre Robertson, um, you know, makes a lot of sense for your team. He's a great, you know, good locker room guy. He's a guy that can play a lot. I think that he may hold like a similar value to like a first round pick plus like your run in the mill expiring contract. So I don't think that they just don't have the assets to make it work. Um, I don't know if like Jeremy Grant could be in play. I don't know if, you know, Cameron Payne, I'm sure is in play. And uh, I mean, he could be valued similarly to like a late first round pick at this point. So it's not like they don't have the assets. They, they don't have the pick to trade, but I expect them to do something. I I don't expect this to be the team tomorrow. Yeah. Um, And I would also caution too. I mean, I see this a lot where, because people watch the Thunder all the time. I, I think they kind of think their players don't have a lot of value and they tend to overvalue guys from other teams they don't see as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. We, we kind of went through this years ago, like where my wife, when, when we got married and she wanted to sell the house and, oh my gosh, no one's going to want to buy the house. Like <laughs> you wouldn't rebuy it. You live here. 
someone else is going to want this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think you mentioned, you know, Jeremy Grant. I think Joffrey Laverne could be put into a trade. I think a guy like Nikola Miritich could make a lot of sense in Oklahoma City, and I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, looking around at the league at guys that can catch and shoot, uh, you know, I, I think there's more to work with here than what people realize. And I don't think some of these trade targets out there, whether it's a Miritich or a you know Boyan Bogdanovich in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. I don't think those guys are necessarily untouchable. Like, oh, my gosh, there's no way the Thunder could get them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I totally, totally agree with that. Um, and not everybody's going to want to give a first round pick and not everybody has theirs to give. And if guys are wanting to move somebody or if they like one of the thunder role players or one of their young prospects, then it makes sense. And the thunder have 10 guys under 25. I mean, the thunder would like to have guys that are ready to play right now and that can shoot and that can provide Westbrook with more space. Like the thunder know that Westbrook needs more help. They know that and they want to get him that. Um, And they may make a move that, you know, they take a step back, you know, at the trade deadline, or they may make a move that's like makes a ton of sense right now for Westbrook, because I do think that they want Westbrook to be happy and comfortable with the roster that he has. And I think that they are in constant communication with him on what's happening. Um, I mean, they're not just going to make a deal that, you know, gives the Thunder a little bit of a step back with no like explanation to Westbrook. Um, Yeah. I, I think that he's a part of their plans and he, and he has to be right. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not that necessarily, you know, you run everything, you know, through Russ. Can we do this? Are you okay with this? But, I mean, I I think clearly he's, you know, I'm I'm sure that he's probably um, in the know. He's probably on the email chain, would would be my guess. (laughs) He's in the Slack chat. Probably CC'd. Yeah. There's so many of these questions that are so hard to answer that it's really we have to get out our crystal hams and just make a big guess. Uh, At Skyler underscore Whitman asks, how many moves slash years are we out from being title contenders again? Like, that's a question that we just really can't give you an answer. Like, I could say, like, two years, I think Thunder will be ready to go. Um, But it's just hard to say. I mean, something could happen this summer where you're like, whoa, look what the Thunder did. Or it could be like, why are the Thunder still not doing anything? Um, yeah, it's just it's just all about opportunity. It's all about what's placed in front of Sam Presti, and you know he's he's trying to make sure that they're not going to do anything stupid uh, at this point because he understands how fragile things are. So I expect him to try to make a big move, but I, I can't say when. Look at the Rockets. I mean, this time last year, did anyone think that they were realistically going to bounce back and be where they are now? No, no you chance. Know. The three—I um, thought they weren't making the playoffs this year. I, same here, because I was so down on James Harden, like as as you know, as a leader, he was going to be leading this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just I didn't know how he and Antonio were going to mesh. Um, I kept hearing all these comparisons to the Suns, and I did not see a Sean Marion or a Mari Stoudemire on that Rockets team. And turns out they're pretty good. So. Yeah, so here's what I'll say is that the Thunder are in a lot better position, I think, like we just talked about, than people admit. Um, there's still a lot of room to grow. You know, they're, they're not that far away, potentially, from getting back into that conversation. I don't know about getting back into where they were with Kevin Durant, because obviously you don't suffer a loss like that and just immediately bounce back. Right. But we also need to consider the possibility that they don't get back. 
that's also a possibility. I know fans don't want to hear that. Fans don't want to hear about the possibility that, you know, what if we get to July and Russ doesn't want to sign an extension and the Thunder have to trade him? I mean, it could be it could be a while or never. So Mm -hmm. um, I I would I, I don't know. I just I think people should really adjust your expectations. It's okay to have a competitive NBA team. It doesn't yeah. doesn't have to be a title contender. That's fun. Be glad you've got a competitive NBA team and you're not a fan of the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, exactly. And the Th- I mean, the Thunder obviously want to compete for titles. That's the goal of almost every NBA franchise. But sure, um, every year there's usually only like two or three teams that can do it. And the Thunder were yeah. in contention for a lot of years. They had a lot of bad luck. And... You know, some teams would give a lot to have the run that the Thunder had over the last, you know, six years. No um, doubt. And now they're going to try to get back there again. Can they get their hands on a on a star? Can they draft a star? Can one of the guys they have on their team become a star? I mean, that's those are all possible. But you're right; it's possible that you know they have one superstar, then they have quality guys around him, and they're competing for the you know two through eighth seed for the next, you know, four or five years. And then they have to start over. I mean, that's, that's possible. And it's not, yeah. it's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, if the Memphis Grizzlies fans, like they have one of the greatest fan bases in the NBA and that's basically what they've been doing, right? They've made a conference mm-hmm. finals once. Um, and they've competed hard every year and they're just, they just keep coming back and they're going to do that until all their guys are done. And then they're going to start over. Um, yeah. And that's a more common path than, you know, having all these top tier guys and going to win a title. It's just, it's, right. it's a more common path. Um, so it's, it can be, it's frustrating to see like where the Thunder have been to where they are now. Um, but also, I mean, we just, we just don't know. We can't tell, we can't tell the future. We don't know what Sam Presti has in store. We don't know what other teams are willing to trade. Um, but you do have to be realistic. Yeah. Again, I, I just think they're I think they're far better positioned to get back into that conversation to have the kind of Houston Rockets turnaround mm-hmm. uh, than, than than what people are are willing to admit. Um, we there's just so many questions that we just can't answer. So I, I just don't know that we can go through them anymore. What I what I do think that we will do is go through each player on the roster and give me your percent chance that uh, they will be moved tomorrow. Obviously, Russell Westbrook. I mean, what what are the chances Russell Westbrook has moved tomorrow? Um, 50-50. <laughs> I, I'm just going to answer 50-50 for every player. 50-50 for everything. <laughs> um, uh, here's, here's what I'll add. I'll add to this. Uh, I don't I – fi- I find what happened in L.A. yesterday interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't. Think that means that they're going to trade, you know, for Russell Westbrook by the trade deadline. Um, I'm not saying that Magic Johnson is going to, you know, all the stars are going to flock to him. I think the fact that the Lakers are are under new management now, it's something to keep an eye on mm-hmm. with Russ. Maybe with Harden more than Russ. I, I don't know, but I think it's something to keep an eye on. So, but anyway, besides that, I just no, I don't see Russ being traded at the trade deadline. Yeah, he won't be. And that, and that I think you're right that if Russ did say, "Hey, I'm not coming back, guys. I I can't I can't do this every year. I'm glad I averaged a triple double, but I can't do this every year." I think calling Magic and saying like, "Hey, we've got your superstar. Let's let's deliver him." I think they would give up all the things for him. Yep. 
I think they would. So I, anyway, just something to keep an eye on. Maybe, maybe the Harden angle is more realistic because it's his agent that's taking over his GM. Maybe none of that actually matters. <laughs> yep. Maybe I'm connecting dots that aren't actually, you know, coming up with anything. But, uh, uh, Victor Oladipo, chances that he's moved. I'm going to still say very low, mostly because he's very difficult to trade because we've talked about this in previous pods. His outgoing salary and incoming salaries are out of whack because he signed an extension back in October. Um, not impossible to move him, but I think after July is much more likely. Okay. So like a 2% chance he's moved? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go and nudge it to five. Five, because Okay. Because I like numbers like that. <laughs> uh, Steven Adams, the same or less? Same. Same. Same situation as Oladipo in terms of you know the poison pill provision that applies to him and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus the fact that I, I just think I, I think it would take like Anthony. Yeah, you've talked about it with Royce. It would take Anthony Davis coming on the market before the Thunder would seriously consider trading him. I think he's potentially the, the next Mr. Thunder for this team. Yeah, agreed. Andre Robertson. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put it at like 80. Yeah, that's me too. I think 80% chance he's gone. I think it's more likely than not because uh, Presley doesn't like restricted free agency. He doesn't like not being able to control the contract that he's giving a player. And we we just killed. This horse has been dead for weeks, it feels like. <laughs> but he doesn't really fit the roster. Yeah. Uh, Demonis Sabonis. I'm, I'm going to put it as as low, you know, like 10%. I, the caveat is that if, if we're misreading all of this and there is a blockbuster trade, mm-hmm. maybe he's that quasi-2017 first-round pick the Thunder can offer. Yeah. But I just I, I just don't think a blockbuster is going down. So uh, that's why I'll put the chances is pretty low. Ennis Cantor. Uh, similar, going to put it as low because, like I mentioned, I think he's part of a blockbuster trade that I just don't think is going to materialize. Uh, Jeremy Grant. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'll nudge it up just a little bit, maybe 20%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, if there, I, I think he could also be that quasi like, oh, here's we don't have the pick, but we've got young jeremy grant is a shot blocker who can hit threes yeah you know right show them his three-point percentage is 39 percent this season um and that he can be a restricted free agent this summer yeah um cameron Payne. i'm gonna go ahead i'll call it 50 50 um yeah. i think that yeah, they, they just need backup guard help in such a bad way. And, I mean, look, if Sacramento was actually interested in him for Rudy Gay, wouldn't they still be interested in him now? That's what, that's what I think. And I just – I I wonder if if they would do a – if they would bring Darren Gollison in. I know that he's – and the only reason that you question it, and this is the only reason that anyone questions it, is because of his legal trouble. Yeah, that and, you know, he's – He's a free agent at season's end. Yeah. So that would be that would be tough if you traded the number fourteen pick in a draft for a guy that left. Yeah. Um, a rental, and, and a rental that couldn't get you out of the first round. Like that's right. <laughs> not great. Right. That's why I mentioned Corey Joseph. He's got another year under under his belt on his contract. So mm-hmm. that 
you know, may, maybe that would be a little bit more appealing. But uh, anyway, long story short, I feel like they're they're probably going to move on from Cam. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, Anthony Morrow, he's a guy that is basically helps them get to the right number, right? Um, I think so. When you pair him with a younger player, and then plus the the cap space that they can choose to use, um, yeah, he's basically just just a way to get them there. Like I, I'm just going to throw this out as an idea. I have no idea if it actually makes sense or not, but I don't know. Moro and Laverne for Miritich. Hmm. I mean that that would give Chicago. I mean I know Morrow's not hitting shots this season, but they desperately need some three point shooters. They do. Um, you know, Laverne would give them a, a replacement big who will be a restricted free agent, etc. Um, I don't know. That, that's like an idea that I've kicked around, and now that I've thought of it, it's not going to happen. But um, so that's interesting. Do you think that his value is that low? Miritich, do you think his value is that low? I don't think it's great. I really don't think it's great. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. May, maybe I'm picking on the wrong Bulls forward. Maybe it's Todd Gibson <laughs> that actually makes more sense here for some reason. But, uh, cause, you know, because he has more of a veteran type that and, – and I think maybe OKC wants to play big more than they want to play like, you know, with like a stretchy four. But I don't know. I, I don't think Miritich's value is is – all that high right now i could be wrong yeah uh let's see i think like this group of like samaj singler Hustis. i i think they won't get moved just because nobody will want them and if and if they do get moved the thunder would not (laughs) hesitate to move them right (laughs) um yeah mostly i mean samaj probably I can't imagine another team out there like, you know, we need to go get Samaj Christian. I mean, it's more like if the Thunder needed to open a roster spot or, yeah. you know, if, if if he needed to be included to, to make a trade work. Um, yeah, there's that. Singler, I feel like that's one. They may have to attach an asset in order to, to move him along. Um, and then, yeah, Houston's probably the same thing. I mean, if, if they are – if they are honestly, if they don't have any plans for him, there's a number of teams out there that could absorb his salary and, you know, just, just take it on. So mm-hmm. if the Thunder need to create a roster spot and they may need to, you know, maybe one of those deals happens. Yeah. Um, Nick Collison, 0% chance. He's not being moved. Nope. Uh, Alex Abrinas. I don't like the odds of him being moved. And yeah. I don't know. This, I feel like I should recuse myself because I'm kind of an Alex Abrinas fanboy. So, <laughs> me too. <laughs> He's good, man. He's good. He's 23. He can shoot the lights out, and he- He's just a smart player. Like he just does things. You're like, oh, he gets it. Like he knows how to play. And the more minutes that he can get, uh, I think it's the, the better for the Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think he's part. Of, I think he's part of the future moving forward, and I don't think that they're going to easily give him up. Now, I mean, if if it came down to it, and the Pacers were like, "Look, we're not giving up Paul George unless you give us Alex Abrinas." <laughs> well, well, yeah, okay, but okay, let's not be unreasonable I mean, here, Larry Bird. We'll get we'll get the job done, <laughs> right? But yeah, they, I, they're not going to you know flip Alex Abrinas for you know I don't know. Corey Brewer. That's just a name I'm pulling out of the hat somewhere. Do you, um, okay. Do you think that they would flip Alex Abrinas for Wilson Chandler? I don't think they would. I don't think so either. I don't think they would. I, I um, 
and, and there's some people who are going to just, you know, well, well, why not? Are they trying not to win? Get back to me in two or three years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They've, they've targeted him and wanted him on their team for a reason. And yes. also if you're swapping a shooter for a shooter, like that doesn't exactly help the thunder. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, I, I think, uh, I think Alex is part of this core moving forward. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, anything else? This is this is the last this is the last time before we actually know what happens in the trade deadline. <laughs> Any last minute predictions? Anything that you think the Thunder should do or will do? Oh, I I I don't know. It's just it's just so difficult to to kind of get a read. I think we've we've hammered on a lot of guys that we think makes sense because of either the type of player they are, their contract status, you know, uh, various reasons like that. I've, you know, like a lot of people I've, I've scrounged across trying to find guys that make a lot of sense. I know people, some people have looked at a guy like TJ Warren Mm -hmm. as a target and I, and I get it. I just don't think he solves the thunders shooting needs on the wing. So Maybe unless the team sees something like they saw in Jeremy Grant, where that's actually not going to be an issue. I I, I don't know. Um, so I, I'm anxious to see how it unfolds because I do think that there's some teams out there that are going to be buyers. And I think you're going to have teams like Orlando and Sacramento that are going to be selling off stuff. Um, you know, and can Oklahoma city either deal with him directly or get involved, you know, and help facilitate a trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, KCP, Tavius Caldwell Pope, is a guy that is guy that's been mentioned today, um, and he would be interesting for the Thunder as well. I think the the Pistons have a couple of guys. I think Stanley Johnson, who hasn't been good for the Pistons, makes some right. sense. Um, KCP, I think one of the reasons they would move him is because he's going to demand close to a max. Yeah, um, what do you think about him? And that's the same. That's the same with Otto Porter. I've heard his name out there, mm-hmm. like. That he that he might be available because of his contract demands, and I I don't know. I'm just if if those if those young guys are demanding that contract, I know it's a lot, but I think you got to I think you got to pay the fear of those teams. I can't imagine giving up those assets. But I mean, if if they're wanting to, if Detroit's wanting to give up KCP or or if Washington wants to give up Otto Porter, yeah, <laughs> let's let's talk about it. See what we can come up with because yeah. either one of those guys. I think would make a tremendous amount of difference on this team. Just guys that can hit shots, that can catch and shoot and hit shots. It would just, it would help Steven out so much. It would help Russ out so much. Um, and it, it would be worth sacrificing some defense to get the offense unclogged. Um, would you do, let's see if this even works. Okay. Would you do Sabonis, Robertson, and Payne for KCP and Aaron Baines? I think I'd do it. I think I would too. Yeah. And then you got to pay KCP. Aaron Baines is is fine. He's a fine player. He's fine. He's a, he's a Spursy guy. And then the Thunder would have either Laverne or Jeremy Grant that they could start at the four spot. Yeah, you bring in. Uh, and then I mean, KCP. How, how big is he? He's not very big. He's not very big. That would probably push Oladipo to the bench. Yeah. Which makes sense. I think he's like six four, six five, something like that. Yeah, um, it still just doesn't solve the problem of your. You don't have a wing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which kind of sucks. Uh, yeah, I, I get that. But yeah, I mean, this is 
here's where the Thunder are at. You know, plug one hole and, and, and another leak opens up. So yeah, exactly. it's tough. I think that makes some sense. I don't know. I don't know what they would. I don't know what uh, Detroit thinks about that. I don't know what Stan Man thinks about that. But I don't know. I just can't wait for them to trade Reggie Jackson again. That's the one I, I keep. <laughs> I keep waiting. I've got notifications on. I'm just gonna just gonna giggle uncontrollably whenever they trade him again. <laughs> no, same here. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, you can follow us at DTD Podcast. Follow John Ham at John M Ham. Enjoy the trade deadline, everyone.